0: Like I said, final Sunday of the year, and we're about to enter into a new year, 2022. 2022. Get used to saying that. And I think it can be a strange time to know how to navigate, you know, the final few days of a year. I've actually been thinking, and maybe you can uh, you can relate to, to to this thought that it would almost be nice, you know, to in these final few days to build up to new year, you know, really focus on finishing the year well. But do you not think it would be nice if we could just press pause and then have a few days just to, you know, reset the home, get all of our ducks in a row, so to speak, and prepare for the start of a new year, January 1st, and then hit play, you know, after a few days of just preparing. But we know the reality is that life is not like that. January 1st comes around super quick. And in these moments, I think there's a little bit of a tension that we experience of how to finish well, but also at the same time, how to start well. There's this paradox, you know, we cross the finish line of one year and immediately we start at the start line of a new year. I wonder if you can follow me with, you know, some examples or you can think of some movies where you think it's the end, But actually that end that finish is just the start of a whole new story a whole new character maybe a whole new tension you know the the the, the writers leave you on you know with a cliffhanger and that second movie or that second series or you know for some uh, just they keep going you know (laughs) they don't end some of these series some of these soaps they're still going you know the end not being the end but the end being a beginning for some of you maybe you're in you know your exam season right now and god bless you you know having to do exams over the christmas period god bless you but one exam ending it's the beginning of another and that end signals at the same time a start soon enough in in a month two months time we're going to be wrapping up winter you know with the natural season that we're in but the end of one season is the beginning of another i hope you follow where I'm at right now and it's here where I want to introduce the title of this message today and that is the finish line is a new start. The finish line is a new start and I believe God wants to speak very spiritually, practically, holistically into our lives in the final few days of this year preparing us for what is to come. I believe God wants to really help us in these moments to grasp how is it that we can finish well in order to start well. And so, with that, I hope you'd uh, hope you join me as we pray and as we give our time together today to God. Father, we thank you for these moments where we can gather around your word, Lord. In the in the in the past few days, you know you've you've seen in this season, you know how. We give and we receive and we exchange gifts and we tell others, you know, how much we love them just with the giving and the receiving of gifts, Lord. And in these moments, we thank you for your word, which is a gift to us. We believe today, Lord, that you are indeed a speaking God. And in our season right now, as we come to the close of a year, God, would we ask that, that you speak to us. Give us ears to hear. Give us eyes to see what it is that you would say into our hearts and lives today. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Perhaps you're like me, and over this Christmas period, you've watched a good movie or a good series. Can you think of one? Maybe you're recommending it to someone in the chat right now, I don't know. But I was recommended to watch a series by my good friend Jesper there in Copenhagen. Thanks, mate. And uh, maybe some of you have seen it. I'm gonna try not to spoil it, but I recommend that you watch it. And uh, I watched this series and it's called, well, it's not a series actually, it's a documentary. So scrap that, it's a documentary. I recommend you watch this documentary and it's called 14 Peaks, 14 Peaks. And this documentary, it tells the story of a man from the poor, his name is Nims. And this story is of Nims's attempt together with a team of his friends who were also experienced and some of the world's top mountaineers, top climbers. And their attempt, their goal, the, the, the whole premise for this documentary was their pursuit of climbing the world's largest 14 mountains in seven months. Now, I need to put some context around this for you to understand actually how incredible this is because the first person to achieve this, climbing the world's largest 14 mountains, was a guy called Reinhold Messner. all right? I know you're interested in this already. And he was the first one who managed to do this and he, it took him 16 years, 16 years to complete the 14 mountains, summiting these 14 mountains. And in fact, the previous speed record for this challenge was just under eight years. So Nims and his crew had their work cut out. They were going, they were going big. They were going large with this attempt. 14 mountains in seven months. In fact, when they started to tell people about what it is that, were, that they wanted to do. You know, they were starting to share in order to get sponsorship and share in order to get support and, you know, share in order for the, the world of mountaineering and climbers, really just to get behind them in support. People were telling you, man, this is impossible. There is absolutely no chance. The odds are stacked against you. There is no chance that you're gonna do this. And so, with every obstacle, with every conversation, with every setback that Nims and his team faced in preparing for this challenge, they actually coined this project, Project Possible. Project Possible. You see, Nims, on one of his summits, in fact, it was the largest mountain in the world, Mount Everest, over 8,000 meters, which all of these mountains were, I was really struck that there's this image of him, and I won't say any more that at the top of Everest, we just see this amazing image, you know, across all of these different mountain peaks. And it was just crazy to me to see, you know, this journey of this team and this guy in particular, Nims, who had something in his heart, you know, just declaring project possible. When everybody says it's not possible, I'm gonna declare this is possible. And yet, as he found himself at the top of one mountain, going through all the crazy conditions, you know, scaling the incredible glaciers and crossing these gorges and these chasms. And when he got to the top of this mountain, he got to the top of Everest. You could see in the distance that there was another mountain and another mountain and another mountain in reference to our title again today, it was like the finish line was only the start of something new again. The finish of one mountain was the start of another. And, you know, I couldn't help but think whilst watching this incredible documentary that this is actually a good reflection of what our world has experienced in 2021. Is anybody with me? Summiting one mountain, summiting one challenge, you know, working our way up the challenges that have come this year, It has only been met on the descent by another mountain, by another challenge. conquering one thing, one obstacle, has only been followed immediately by another. Maybe you can relate in your own life. Maybe you've had a great year. Obviously, globally, we've been all trying to work our way and struggle and, 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 and get over the obstacle that is COVID. And we're kind of still in that season of just trying to get some clarity and figure out the right strategy and the way forward. I think we can all relate that this year has been one of challenge. It's been one of setback, one of, in a way, things seemingly being impossible, but actually, just like NIMS, I think many of us are coming to the end of this year and just need a round of applause, <laughs> just need a pat on the back, because we're still here, we're still declaring Project Possible, we're still believing that, you know, that God is with us, that God is for us, that no matter what comes, no matter what mountains might come our way, that He is with us. And, you know, I was thinking about this, was thinking about this image, thinking about the year that we've all experienced in one way or another. And. It struck me that there is actually a Biblical character and his story that we find at the end of Genesis that I think uh, really matches and, and fits quite nicely with just the season that we're, we're in as a world and maybe the season that you find yourself. And it's the story of Joseph. Maybe you're familiar with, with that story. Maybe you grew up like I did in Sunday school, hearing about the story of Joseph really, really quickly I actually want to just cover some of the ups and some of the downs in the story of Joseph. And of course you can go and read it yourself but you know Joseph is born as one of 12 one of 12 sons and his father Jacob highly favors you know absolutely loves his son Joseph. He he really is a favorite but very very quickly we see that even though his father loves him he's actually hated by his brothers and he's sold into slavery and ends up in Egypt, and what might be you know seemingly a very low point in Joseph's life actually turns out to be a blessing in that he enters the service of someone very prominent in Egypt, Potiphar. And the Bible tells us that actually Potiphar didn't even look at the things that Joseph was doing. He was he was that responsible. He recognized that God was with him, and Joseph flourished in his role as the attendant under Potiphar. But then the story takes another turn and Joseph is actually wrongly accused of adultery and is thrown into prison. He goes from the palace to the prison, a new law. But there again, God was with Joseph and God actually granted Joseph favor with the prison warden so that again, the Bible says in Genesis 39, 23, that the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. It's crazy to me, in the ups and downs of his story, Joseph finds favor with God. We see that God is with Joseph in the prison and in the palace. And even then, while Joseph is diligently serving and wondering when, when, is it, when are his fortunes gonna change? You know, he, he interprets the dreams of two people that have been serving under Pharaoh and the, that actually happened. The dreams actually came to pass with what Joseph said. But then it, it's actually a number of years, the Bible tell us, before Joseph enters the presence of Pharaoh and gets the opportunity to interpret his dream and consequently steps into his destiny, which is to lead together. With God, the people of Egypt through, you know, a time of plenty, a time of famine. All that to say, we see Joseph's life, the ups and downs, the ups and downs. Rising up one mountain and summiting one challenge, only to descend and to be in another difficult season. Holding on to hope, holding on to God, where are you? What's going on? I don't know what to do right now. Is Joseph's story not indicative of life, not indicative of maybe yours and my life this year? But what I find crazy and what I find so encouraging is that throughout this whole experience, throughout Joseph's whole life, he still is able to put his faith in God no matter what his circumstances Look like. In fact, there's a particular verse I want us to zoom in on, if, you, if you're up for that. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 22. Now, stay with me here. It says that by faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning the burial of his bones. Now, a little bit of context here, as we've just seen in Joseph's life. The ups and the downs but this scripture actually points us to at the end of Joseph's life he is still found confessing and acting and believing in faith of what God was going to do in the future even beyond his life isn't that amazing In faith, Joseph looked to God's promises in the future and gave instruction to the people of Israel about what to do with his body and about the fact that God was going to redeem them and bring them out of the land of Egypt one day and fulfill his promises. At the end of his life, Joseph confesses in faith the new that God will do. The new that God will do will do and Joseph's faith here it points to a faithful God whether he was in the prison serving under Potiphar or Pharaoh or found um, in the palace excuse me or the prison Joseph's faith points to a faithful God with him every step of the way and has never let him down you see faith Hebrews 11 tells us that faith is assurance to our hopes And it gives us conviction and confidence about the things that we cannot see. Oswald Chambers, a great English writer, he describes faith like this, that faith is deliberate confidence in the character of God, whose ways you might not understand at the time. Let me ask you this question today, church, wherever you're watching from, how is your faith? As we wind up this year, the end of 2021, how is your faith? How is your confidence right now in the character of God? I wonder if your faith is deflated, depleted, tired, weary, that you've experienced knockbacks and setbacks from the adventures and the exploits of this year. As you self-examine, even in these few seconds under the sound of my voice and think about what I'm saying, do you recognise parts of your life that, are, that have experienced disappointment, that are maybe not going quite as you expected? Maybe you're a little bit numb and just in need of bringing your whole life, every single part of you at the end of this year into the arms of a loving God who is faithful. No matter what state our faith is in, I want to encourage us today that God is faithful. You might find yourself seemingly in a prison, metaphorically in a place where your, your dreams, your destiny seems extremely far off. You might find yourself at the end of this year just needing to know and experience the faithful, loving embrace of the grace of God. Can I encourage us? Let's once again, at the end of this year, as we finish this year, can we stir up a confident assurance that God can do something new? That as we finish, we begin. And as we finish, God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask and imagine. Do you believe that? And so with the final few minutes that we have, one of the other aspects of this documentary that I want to allude to and again, you've got to go and see this, all right, 14 Peaks, Netflix, amazing. But one of the things I wanted to, wanted to allude to, which I mentioned earlier, is that Nims had a team with him. And this team that climbed with him of four or five guys, they were known to be, this phrase, they were known as Sherpas. And on Mount Everest in particular, the Sherpas, they're actually the traditional um, group group of uh, Tibetan people, and they take care of the mountain. They've taken responsibility and the task of taking care of the mountain. And what they do is, you know, they prepare each of the base camps. They supply all the various oxygen and food supplies that climbers need at every different station. And these Sherpas, their role in the community is to preserve, look after, make sure that people can come and people can get the experience of climbing Everest. And you know, one of the things that stood out to me the most was that even on their exploits and their, uh, their challenge of climbing 14 peaks in seven months, there were times, and it happened on Everest, where Nims and his team, they not only climbed for themselves, but they, as they climbed, they set about the fixed ropes. They set about the ladders in order for other people to then climb after them. These Sherpas, they paved the way. They made it possible for the summit of Mount Everest so that the hundreds of people coming after them in the season, that they could follow suit, that they could follow the path. And you know, today for us, wherever you are, whatever state your faith is in, I need you to know that there is one that has gone before us. There is one that has gone before us into a new year there is one that has gone before us into the challenges into the victories into those areas where there could be avalanches there could be storms there is one that has crossed the chasms there is one that has navigated the highest heights and the lowest lows and his name is jesus in fact the scriptures talk about in hebrews chapter 6 verse 19 i love it they say this that we have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure it enters the inner sanctuary sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. Forerunner. I love that word. It speaks of someone who has gone ahead, who has ran the race, one who has gone before. And let, let, let me say this. Jesus came to earth charged with mission and purpose from the Father. He traversed the ups and the downs of this life as a man and he endured suffering even to the point of death to summit this life and to make it possible for us to follow in his footsteps and to know God and to walk and to climb and to endure and to work our way in his path, discovering who he is and who we are. And as we consider him today, our forerunner, I believe that we can receive strength and encouragement to finish, but also to start. No matter what state your faith is in today, let's get our eyes on Jesus, our forerunner. And so how do we cross the finish line and start the next leg of this race? Hebrews chapter 12, verse one to two. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus. The founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Despising its shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I think that deserves an amen in the chat if, they, if it isn't already happening. Looking to Jesus. And so, for you today, I wonder as we finish this year and begin to start a new year, what is your project possible? The thing that people would say, nah, you can't do it. The thing that you know, people might try and discourage and even yourself, you're thinking about next year and things that could happen or, what is your project possible? Because you know, Luke chapter one verse 37, it tells us that for nothing will be impossible with God. As a church, we're believing that our project possible, it's a new building in Copenhagen. We're believing for God to open the door to to reveal a building that he has prepared and a home and facilities where families can connect with God, where relationships with God and with others can flourish. Project possible. What about you, your health? Maybe you've been renting for some time and you just really sense that, wow, it's going to take a miracle, but it's time to own a home. It's time to prepare and step out in faith and trust God and, and really believe. Maybe that's your project possible healing for a long-standing illness, maybe breakthrough or the beginning of a new, something entrepreneurial, a business. What is your project possible? What is your project possible? Something that we do every single week, as we gather, whether it's online or together, is we take a moment and we just reflect and actually extend the invitation to people who have never actually said yes and recognised Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. And I have the honour of doing that today in our final few moments. And so I wonder, wherever you are, just in these few moments we have left, maybe you can pop your notes down or just take a moment of, of quiet before the Lord and if you're a Christian, a follower of Jesus, why don't you be praying in this moment? Why don't you be praying that people are going to say yes to Jesus today? You know, I've talked about faith, I've talked about how to finish and how to start. We've talked about the reality that as we come to something new, as we come to the end, but it's the beginning, that God is indeed faithful. No matter what our year has been like, there is new that God wants to do. I fully believe that. But maybe here today, you, for the first time, you're hearing about a God who, gone, who went before us who came in order to summit the mountain that is life, in order to cross the gorge and the chasm and, and, and fight the elements, fight sin, fight death, and ultimately summit and be victorious over the things that we could never defeat, over the things that we could never solve. You know, our relationship with God, it was broken, fragmented, all the way back in the Garden of Eden when we disobeyed Adam and Eve. They went their own way and Jesus came in order to climb and to summit that mountain the mountain that only he, could, only he could summit, only he could solve in restoring, bringing peace to our relationship with God. Ephesians tells us that he indeed is our peace. And so today, just as you are, maybe you want to bow your head, close your eyes. And in your heart or if you want, you can raise a hand. But it will be towards God. It will be saying, Matt, I recognise today that I need Jesus. I recognise him today as my forerunner, the one who has gone before me, and the one that no matter what comes ahead in this life, I wanna accept him as my Lord and saviour and not do another step alone. And so if that's you today, why don't you take a moment and just respond to God on the count of three. One, two, three. amazing I am full of faith believing that right now across our locations even beyond our locations in Denmark and Malmo, people are responding to Jesus making this decision at the end of this year and so if that is you today why don't you own this prayer that I'm gonna pray and together as the church as a family of believers let's pray this as a family right now say after me Heavenly Father Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to summit this life, to summit the gorge and the chasm of sin so that I could know you, so that I could do every single day from now on, never alone. I accept you as my Lord and Saviour and invite you into my life help me to live for you all the days of my life in jesus name amen amen